stop outsourcing your power, stop mm. creating gurus of other people, start recognizing how when you take on a new challenge, whatever it is, and you conquer the thing that you've been putting off, you feel better about yourself. Welcome to Facing Forward, a conscious lifestyle podcast hosted by me, Kara Ladd, featuring deep, heart-forward, soul-centered conversations to catalyze growth, healing, transformation, and wonder in your everyday life. This episode is one that I am so excited about. I have been following along this particular astrologer for many, many moons, and I feel like she has been in my orbit for many years, and I'm just so thrilled and grateful to have had the opportunity to finally connect with her. I am speaking about Miss Danny Beinstein, a amazing psychological astrologer. And again, she's really been one of my favorites over the years because she's able to ground this esoteric astrological system, the stars, in such a clear, digestible, and integrative way really coming at it from a humanistic lens. Specifically, we talk about the lesson of materialism and escapism, which are two topics of conversation that are really resonating with me right now. And I'm sitting with materialism being this insatiable need for moreness in society and escapism being on this, of course, this beautiful ever-evolving healing journey, but one where we need to be human, right? So I'm just so genuinely grateful you're here with me on this journey, and I hope you enjoy this conscious, cosmic conversation with Danny. Let's get into it. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for being here. I feel like you've been in my orbit for a while. Sure. And I feel like what an incredible. Ah, I love it. Very potent, like aligned time to reconnect. So to get started, let's like start basics. Mm -hmm. Why do you believe astrology has gained so much popularity over the past several years? Like why should we care? And like, how does it work? Well, you know, I think throughout history, especially modern history, there's definitely been pockets of time where people are more and more drawn to astrology, like famously Nancy Reagan, Ronald Reagan's wife was very into astrology. She had, Mm. you know, she had an in-house astrologer, different, you know, different figures throughout history, for example. JP Morgan, I believe, is known for saying millionaires don't listen to astrologers, billionaires do. And then military history, a lot of military figures have looked to astrology. So I think there's been pockets. I would say, you know, the past few years is because there is so much uncertainty. And the greater the uncertainty, the deeper the desire to have a context or to understand, to give a kind of Mm. cosmic interest beyond the material world. Like, why is what's happening happening? Why is it happening? And it's interesting because I think, you know, it's come out of several decades of the lowering of attendance in religious circles, whether it's, you know, Christian, Muslim, Jewish, There's this kind of, especially for those kind of main monotheistic religions, there's been a lowering of attendance. I actually think Mm -hmm. we're going to see an uptick of attendance Mm -hmm. and there's going to be a religious revival with Saturn in Pisces, but we can get to that later. But I think that there is always this deep human need to have Mm -hmm. 
answers beyond the material world to make sense of it. And astrology is like dipping the toe, but because we're such a science minded culture, and I know science is a very, a trigger word now, but because especially I would say since the fifties, 1950s, we've been more predominantly science-based, increasingly so. Astrology people can still say, oh, but there's a science to it. That's what I hear mm-hmm. a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, but there's a science to it. So the mystical is given some kind of context that's digestible. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think overall, it's the deep does a human need to make sense of what seems nonsensical. Mm-hmm. And I think what the beautiful part is about astrology is it's it's a tool, not necessarily a rule. There's oh, a yes. lot of flow within the form, which I feel like a lot of people, a lot of skeptical skeptics will say that, well, what then like, how does it work? Right. It's supposed to be so definitive. And I think there's like a beautiful gray area. That's just human nature and free will. And it's like breaking the binary between faith yes. and free will. 100%. And I mean, I keep going back to the ancient Greeks who really you know, their understanding of fate and free will and how they collide continues to be my perspective. It's like, I think Mm -hmm. there are certain things that our souls are meant to experience, but there is a lot of movement within that. And I do believe in free will, but I also think the subconscious is incredibly powerful, right? So Carl Jung said that, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to, I'm paraphrasing here, but basically until the unconscious becomes conscious, it shows up as fate. So the more aware Mm. we are of our subconscious, the more we can harness our energy and become less at the mercy of it. And I think Mm -hmm. that's all related to astrology because I really, I see astrology as a psychological tool, as a gateway, not Mm -hmm. as a end place. It's Mm -hmm. it's the door of self-discovery. It's not where we're supposed to end the conversation. Yeah, it's boundless. And I feel like there are many paths to yeah. and there's like, to a transcendence or wherever you want to yes. go. Yes. And there's many, you know, there's interpretation and context matters mm-hmm. and cultural conditioning matters. And there's a lot of different factors that play out. And so I am certainly more humanistic and mystical, but more humanistic in my interpretation rather than more predictive or definitive. I found that to just be inaccurate by and large. Yeah. I feel like that's what really resonates with me about Mm -hmm. your work. Like you just really ground the esoteric to the now to like this earth in this moment, you Mm -hmm. very, you make it very digestible, very, very concise. And speaking of just grounding Mm -hmm. the esoteric ethers, Mm -hmm. there is so much astrological energy Mm -hmm. going on this month. We have Saturn entering Pisces after being mm-hmm. in Aquarius, the astrological New Year's. We're just coming off the, the new moon in Aries. Mm-hmm. We have Pluto entering Aquarius, which is after like 250 some odd years or 40 something mm-hmm. odd years. Give us a simple snapshot of, if you can, of what's energetically going on right now and what themes are transpiring. Yeah. So I think you know, one way to kind of look at it is Pluto was in Capricorn since 2008. So that's 15 years. And in that journey, there was a real breakdown of the powers that be and structures Mm -hmm. and establishments that we had outsourced our power to that had become corrupt. And so Pluto and Capricorn really broke that down. Pluto moving into Aquarius. So it moves into Aquarius March 24th. And then from June 11th, to I believe it's January 24th of 2024. 
backtracks into Capricorn and then it'll be in Aquarius until 2044. So really extended period. And Pluto in Aquarius, a really kind of simple way to think of it is power back to the people. Again, that can be broadly interpreted, but the last time Pluto was in Aquarius, we had the American and the French revolutions. And both of those revolutions were to bring the power back to the people away from these established orders, right? So it would be the the monarch of England in America, and then this kind of also the monarchy like Versailles and Marie Antoinette. And so I think on the collective level, we're going to see a breakdown of a kind of over the top displays of wealth going out of vogue. And I think we're gonna see more of a, how can we connect to the collective? But there's a shadow in that because Saturn through Aquarius, which it's been started in 2020, then backtracked back into Capricorn. And then in 2021, until now, Saturn's been in Aquarius and we've gotten some initial kind of experiences around the shadow side of technology and outsourcing Mm. our power to technology and group affiliations, tribal affiliations. We've really seen the kind of shadow of that. Mm. And it it doesn't always at all indicate that Pluto follows immediately after into the sign, but it is in this case. And so I think there's been the awareness of that. And then with Pluto, it's gonna be, we're gonna see the shadowy stuff of AI and technology. But the flip side of that is that I also think, and again, this has many interpretations, but power back to the people. So Aquarius is paradoxical because the energy is both about the individual and the collective, but it's been really, we've seen an uptick in groupthink of tribal allegiance. Mm -hmm. And so it's gonna start to break that down or we're gonna see that concentrated and then broken down, kind of like what we saw with the established order in Capricorn, Pluto and Capricorn. Mm, mm -hmm, So that's mm -hmm. that thing. And then it's coming on the heels of, yes, the astrological new year and the movement of sun into Aries. And we have two Aries new moons this month. Well, within a lunar month. So we have, we just had the Aries new moon Mm -hmm. first. And Mm -hmm. then on April 19th, we're going to have a solar eclipse, which is a new moon, a solar eclipse at the last degree of Aries. So we're seeing a really strong focus on Aries and Aries is the individual, but it's also mm-hmm. ruled by Mars, which is the God of war. And so there is this kind of, you may find the people around you become more direct, more mm-hmm. assertive, that they find their inner fire and inner power. And I think all of this happening at the same time is really calling us forward into our voice and back to our individual potency from there rooting in ourselves, then minding the collective and realizing that collaboration comes Mm -hmm. when we also honor the individual. What timing with the financial crisis that we just went through with with the banks, like power to the people, like that is a big mirror for yep. that energetic and that shift. Also interesting, right? Because in 2008, when Pluto had entered Capricorn, we had the we had the recession the in the beginning yeah. of that, the financial collapse. So it's leaving and leaving us with this, right? So what are we, we bailed out the banks last time. We're bailing them out this time. Mm-hmm. Pluto's gonna backtrack into Capricorn. 
it's going to be really interesting. And Uranus is in Taurus. The last time Uranus in, was in Taurus was World War II. So 1934 to 1942, I believe. And, and what's the planet? Uranus, what's the theme of that planet again? Destabilization, Remindy? change, mm, reversals. Okay. So in Taurus, which rules money and natural resources and the earth and beauty standards, we're breaking all of that up. That started in 2019. Mm. It extends until 2026. So now out Uranus is out of bounds. It was squaring Saturn throughout 2021 and got very close to a square uh, mm -hmm. at the end of last year. But now it's out of bounds. So nothing's holding its back. And mm -hmm. we still have eclipses in Taurus and Scorpio, which are activating that, especially the May 5th eclipse in Scorpio. Mm -hmm. It's going to activate that Uranus. So this is all to say, like, bring it back to what's elemental, bring it back to what's mm. within our control, which is very little, right? Mm -hmm. But how do we build up our resilience? How do we think on the fly? How do we connect to our instincts and our intuition, especially as Pluto makes its way into Aquarius? And Uranus continues through Uranus, and then it's going to go into Gemini, which is like, you know, ideas. A all lot. Place. Yeah. So I think, you know, this is not to scare anyone, but just to say, you know, don't get too addicted to comfort. Mm. And we've been addicted to comfort and addicted. You know, this may not be popular, but we have worshiped the golden calf and that's going to mm. come crashing down on us. Like, where are our true values? Yeah. Wants versus needs. Yeah. I feel like is a big theme. Yep. Right. And also I feel like maybe this is just me personally feeling this and me through my personal Saturn return, going through this almost escapist mentality, this materialism mentality yep. where I was tethering to moreness. I'm now rooting back. I'm That's like, right. Oh, I have to root. I have to root before I rise. And rooting is like the most important part. Like that simplification, that elemental energy that you're talking about, like that's actually where the purest, most beautiful form of spirituality is to me at my core. Bingo. It's like, is like the magic in the mundane. It's like, that's that, that spirituality, that soul is like rooting our feet on yeah. the ground in like the wet grass, like our senses. And I think we forget we've been caught up in these virtual realities. Like you're saying, like the AI and it's like really not only it's like power to the people. Yes. Like externally, but it's like internally as well. Like how that's can we it. harness that? That's exactly it. You are tuning mm. right into the core energy and like bringing it back to the senses. It's like, Think about when you have a meal, right? Are your eyes bigger than your stomach? Like what can you actually consume at any given time? And our addiction to moreness, which has been hyperactivated because of these algorithms and our mm -hmm. reptilian brain being manipulated, right? It's mm -hmm. like bringing it back. It's like, what if I, true sensuality is presence? So more and more and mm -hmm. more, you can only smell so many smells at once. You can only mm -hmm. taste so many things at once. You can only feel so many things at once. The more we bring it back to true presence, that's actual luxury, mm -hmm. right? Versus what our eyes can just consume and say, I want that, I want that, I want that. Mm -hmm. How are we connecting to what we already have? Yeah. Amen. It's like all these rituals, these tools, these systems, yeah. these modalities are all tools to help us turn inward so we can actually untether from them at the end of the day and like Every continue to connect with them, but like have that space and that it's like all there for presence, presence and awareness in my That's opinion. It. That's yeah. it. And every spiritual practice is about presence, 
be here now. That's the root mm -hmm. and loving. So there's a lot of talk in, in wellness communities, spiritual communities around receiving, receiving, receiving. But the mm. spiritual law of giving and receiving says that we never actually receive more than we give. So I'm not talking about money in the bank. I'm talking about actually being present and receiving. So there's a lot of talk about receiving, but there's not a lot of talk about giving. And I'm mm -hmm. not saying like giving at the expense of oneself. Again, like filling one's cup, but not, not to the point where you're gorged, mm -hmm. right? really feeling like, am I giving from a transactional place, from a head mm -hmm. place, or am I giving from the heart? Because it makes me feel good to give to this person. It's an outpouring and extension of my heart, not like transactional. They did this for me, so I should do this for them. Mm -hmm. Or if I do this for them, I'll get this from them. Yeah, definitely. It reminds me of one of my recent features I wrote about this moment where in my meditations, I was consistently asking what, how can I embody my purpose? How can I embody my purpose today? And then all of a sudden it was like a light bulb went off and it was like, how can I serve? There and I think it was that shift that I was like, I literally, I just got full body goosebumps, but I was like a full body, like, yes, like you just entered into like a new era of like energy and a new era of you. And I was like, whoa, it was just a full body, like shift and like up level. That's um, it. And that's also Saturn moving into Pisces. So Saturn will be in Pisces yes, until May 24th of 2025. And it moved in on March 7th. And it's really, you know, Pisces is the mystical sign is that the unseen world, it's about it's mutable water. So mm -hmm. it can, you know, dip into every nook and cranny, it can fill that space. And it's really at its highest vibration, transcendent, mystical, compassionate, seeing oneself as a vessel through creativity mm -hmm. for creativity, right? Rick Rubin's Creative Act is a great book to kind of tap into this, this spirituality around creativity. Oh yeah. What a synchronicity. I just got passed along that podcast. He was just featured on a podcast on being. On being. The, yes. Yeah. I just saw yeah. it. Yeah. Perfect. That's so it. I'll really, do it. Really tapping into that. But, but Pisces, along with its opposite sign Virgo is service consciousness and server mm. suffer. A lot of astrologers mm. use that. So getting back to, into the service consciousness, getting back into the unity of all things. If, mm -hmm. if the shadow side of Aquarius is that tribalism and that separation based on ideology and fixed ideology, Pisces is about the oneness, mm -hmm. right? So a so, lot of lessons around that and a lot of lessons around where we're escaping. Yeah. Escapism has been really, really big. And I think yeah. a lot of people, I think I actually learned about my Saturn return and I think it actually perpetuated almost this feeling of escapist. Like, Oh, I have to do everything, all the modalities, all the tools, because this is such a hard, difficult time that I'm going to be going through. And it, it definitely was, but as we mentioned before, there are a lot of gifts mm -hmm. in Saturn return. How can we see that playing out with Saturn return or Saturn and Pisces for people well, that just entered their Saturn? So return? it's also, you want to look at what house Saturn is transiting in, right? right. Individualized. It's Yes, but Saturn tends to leave a reward before it leaves whatever sign or house it's in. And that indicates that we have mastered something or we've integrated something, right? So you want to look at with Pisces, you want to look at mastering the need to escape, mastering addiction to pining, addiction to yearning, addiction mm. period, 
right? Control is the master addiction, but also mastering this idea of trying to codify mystery mm-hmm. and instead allowing mystery and allowing, you know, it's interesting because pa- Pisces is ruled by Neptune. And Neptune Mm -hmm. is dreams and fantasies and Mm -hmm. mysticism again, and that idea of the healing of the unseen world, right? So we're seeing an uptick in frequency medicine as an example. Right. That would be very Pisces. Saturn is about physical world reality. So one way to look at it is making the dream real, Mm, right? right? Or grounding the dream. Yeah, that makes perfect sense because Saturn is all about form, like Mm -hmm. responsibility, discipline, Mm -hmm. and Pisces. Again, you're like finding that flow within the form. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. And I also think that's part of why we're going to see a religious revival. And if you start to look around, you can already see it Mm -hmm. in some of the headlines, et cetera, because people are craving a structure to their spiritual beliefs, Mm -hmm. a real structure. And so where are they going to find that? Right. It's not like, oh, in this, in this ritual or this ritual, it's like in a greater structure. And so I do think by and large, we are going to see a return to religious structures and entities. Or a new kind of religion, right? Is in Pisces and it's like a that so mm. it's like the expansive, you know, you think it's like actually a return back to I think, old systems. Well, I think it's like it could be, but from a new it'd be old, but from a new vantage point. Because Pisces, yeah. I mean, Saturn is about what's ancient. It's ancient mm-hmm. wisdom, it's tradition. And Pisces isn't really new. Pisces is mm-hmm. transcendent and it's oneness. So you may find people like culling together different religious practices, but I do think form, right? Mm-hmm. Having, feeling part of something greater than themselves where there is a structure and a sense of accountability to give mm-hmm. a container. The root of all religion is love. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. that it's gone every which way right? But Mm -hmm. compassion, mercy, forgiveness, these are the roots. And so I think a return to that, but with a container. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. My grandma once said, like, she was very, very religious, like volunteered at a convent. She would always say religions are like many lamps, but they all like light to the same light. Like they all create the same light. And I was like, that was so profound, grandma. (laughs) If we (laughs) look at it from that perspective, rather than the tribal kind of differentiation, it's like, they're all paths to love and a feeling of accountability because Saturn is all about, we build self-esteem and our Mm -hmm. self-worth by doing the hard thing and by making ourselves accountable. And we've lived in this era of like, if you look at our media, it's been a lot of like anti-heroes and it's been a lot of like, what can I get away with? Where are the loopholes? And our anxiety is through the roof. Our Mm self-esteem has plummeted. That's because the more we seek convenience, the more we seek things being easy, the harder they become. Mm, I I love the idea of delayed gratification in this age of instant gratification. Like we forgot that. And that just brings us right back to presence again and patience and like finding the love within the light within 100%. Yeah. It's actually really beautiful. And I think the more we connect to, it feels good to do the hard thing. And Mm. the hard thing can be having the difficult conversation. It doesn't have to be, you know, climbing Mount. Yeah, it doesn't have to be climbing Mount Everest. It can just be doing the thing that we're scared to do. Saturn is also about mastering fear, feeling the Mm -hmm. fear and doing it anyway. 
Mm-hmm. Let's segue quickly into yeah. Pluto because Pluto enter, enters Aquarius on March 24th. Yep. And then backtrack backtracks will retrograde back into, into Capricorn. And then next January, it'll re-enter Aquarius. And Pluto is all about like power and transformation, right? So we're getting like a taste of that over the coming months and then it will backtrack. So what are the gifts of Pluto and what are kind of the shadows of Pluto? The gift of power, the gift of Pluto is empowerment. The shadow Mm. of it is positional power. Mm. So positional power is ego, right? It's hierarchical. We've seen that with Capricorn, the kind of sort of breakdown. Pluto in its purest highest form is empowerment and feeling connected and integrated with the shadow so not being afraid of the more shadow aspects integrating death saturn is also about death because saturn is about time Mm, right right. and mortal time time. pluto is about underworld death death of Mm. aspects of the self and what does that look like through the lens of aquarius so through aquarius Aquarius is about the collective and the people. Right. So, but it's also about the individual. So it's finding empowerment through the individual and then allowing more of like a live and let live and more of saying like, okay, we're going to break down these structures and these hierarchies that say this person has power over me or if I associate with this entity or establishment, it makes me superior and saying what gives me true power is my individuality my mm. uniqueness that's why both the american and the french revolution were all about individualism mm. and power back to the people so on that note i feel like we've been talking about all all of these broad concepts right, right. these esoteric concepts and i feel like people in a, who myself included you know read about astrology and everything and i'm like okay the most important aspect of this all is how do i integrate it into my uniqueness right yes. into my unique universe yep. So how do you recommend someone integrates this knowledge that you're speaking about? Um, Well, not being afraid to do the hard thing, whatever that is, stop outsourcing your power, stop Mm. creating gurus of other people, start recognizing how when you take on a new challenge, whatever it is, and you conquer the thing that you've been putting off, you feel better about yourself. But then it's individualistic. Where is Saturn transiting in your chart? What aspects is it making? Where is Pluto transiting in your chart? What aspects is it making? It may not be it. Pluto moves so slowly. So that's where the lessons are really going to show up. Mm. But the deeper thing is saying, you know, how can I bring my energy back to myself as a form of deeper empowerment? through my particular journey, learn about the value of my instincts and my intuition, right? And then Mm -hmm. through that, enter into the collective in a way of Mm. what am I contributing and what am I giving rather than what am I taking? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the embodiment and the integration piece is something that I'm personally working on and you're seeing the collective work on more and more, like how can we strip away and tune into true self-discovery? Like what, what is really, I think the biggest form of the most powerful form of self-care is just knowing what works for you. And I think for me, it's actually, it's taken years. It's taken years of exploration and I'm finally attuning my, it's like, okay, essential oils that really works for me. Palo Santo really works for me. And it's like, I've looked at all of these different systems, astrology, human design, like to find kind of my personal zone of genius. And like, I don't like the word optimization, but how to like really turn inwards into my unique 
sense of self and how and to really like what makes myself tick. Yeah. And recognizing that that may change, that what you need at one moment may be different than what you need at another moment and that we are dynamic ever-changing beings and there is a core self there's an immutable mm. core soul but there is also a changing of perspective right it's like your your desire for your environment may change your mm -hmm. desire around the skill sets that you employ and use may change you mm -hmm. know and staying open to that and i think that's what we're moving away from in a way saturn leaving aquarius is this idea of rigidity or fixed mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and more i was just about to say that right more into yes. like it's ever changing and pluto's about stripping away and getting to the essential so that we feel that core empowerment totally i yeah i feel like i've been in a probably deep state of like rigidity with my routines too and i when i felt actually in parallel with that moment where i was like how can i serve i feel like my rituals and routines that i had at that time like weren't really working for me that much anymore i felt myself as like okay i'm just ticking off everything on the to-do list in my morning routine and so it's like really being present again and connecting with your rituals yeah. every single time and what feels right to you and right in your integrity and right in your ethical or moral background like mm -hmm. at backbone mm-hmm not really back, feeling not back, it, yeah. backbone yeah <laughs> backbone yes yeah okay so to close the loop here we kind of touched on this briefly but where do you see astrology heading i think it's possible there's a backlash against it because anytime there's something that is so held in such high esteem there are trends and there are fads and I think that the way it's been utilized with memes and again, like that fixed ideology and that labeling mm -hmm. may go out of vogue, but those who really utilize it as like, as they have since the beginning of time of really understanding our personal cycles and really getting in touch with our soul journey that, you know, that's timeless. Mm -hmm. And on that note, is there a takeaway from your personal Saturn return that you want to want to share any like wisdom that you yeah. learned so my, throughout your own personal Saturn return? My Saturn is at the bottom of my chart. So my Saturn return was really about laying the foundation. And for me, it was going to get my master's in spiritual psychology, which really laid the foundation. And it's really when I started to become an adult, hmm. emotionally, psychologically, physically, you know, and I really started to think like, what kind of adult do I want to be in the world? Mm -hmm. And how do I want to spend my generative years? So for me, it was, and that's really what it is about. But for me, it was about going back to school. And it took a long time for me to integrate those skills that I learned in my schooling you know, into the world. It wasn't like an overnight thing. It was- Of course not, yeah. Takes it wasn't. Time. It does. But I really and at the time it was it was confusing. I had this crazy breakup with this situationship, as they call mm -hmm. it, that I was in. And it took me a while to get my bearings. But I was like, this is the structure that I need in order to get my life together. And the flow with that is it took you time to integrate, right? There's yeah. like that shadow period after Saturn return. Like, yes, I just exited my Saturn return in Aquarius, but I'm sure there's going to be a Saturn period and lots of integration and lots of invite embodiment and things are going to get shaken up, shooken up. And that's I think life. that's like, yeah, that's life, right? We're on this yeah. ever evolving journey. Yeah. There's never, no, you know, there, there's, 
there's no point at which we say like I've arrived. Yeah. And like anybody who claims certainty or claims like, oh, I'm, I'm in success and it's just going to splat. It's just going to continue to go up from here. We don't know life is peaks and valleys Mm -hmm. and you know, wisdom tells us that our souls will give us the experiences that we need in order to move our souls further. So it's certainly a marker in time, the Saturn return, but, and it is about growing up, taking personal responsibility and accountability and personal inventory, but that's just the foundation because those yield, those yield gifts far beyond, you know, what we can even conceptualize at that time. Totally. I recently heard the founder of Glow Recipe speak and she related life overall and like challenges like dips and valleys, like a heart monitor. And she was like, if you're just like flatlining or if you're just like static, you know, you're just flatlining, but that peaks and valleys, that's what keeps us moving. You know, it's like what creates the rich texture of life. It, what it's like creates us, our identity, our perspective, like the beauty of it all. And also, you know, this world is, we're going through a massive global sea change. So it's also, you know, life's going to throw you curveballs anyway. Mm -hmm. And then it's really letting go of that addiction to external comfort and safety and really getting in touch with that aliveness within us that says, you know, I have the strength, I have the fortitude, I have the grit, Mm -hmm. I can navigate what comes my way. And self-esteem is knowing that you have that, not that everything on the outside is perfect, Mm -hmm. right? It's recognizing that, you know, life's going to throw you things and how do you navigate it? Totally. Totally. That solar plexus chakra is what was like visualizing that. That's what I was visualizing with strong solar plexus moments. I honestly could talk about so much more with you. I feel like that went very fast, but thank you so, so much for your time. Thank you for having me. Of course, you have so many amazing courses and Mm -hmm. different things going on. Where can people find you? Um, You have an upcoming Astrology 101 Live as well. Yeah, so everything's on my website or on my Instagram. So I have an Astrology 101 course that's, in there's a live one and then there's a digital one which is self-guided the digital one is always available for purchase and download the one that's live we're currently in session and i'll be launching another one probably in the summer i have this spring two group containers one is a full hybrid one-on-one coaching and group coaching i have another group yes i saw that one yes that's amazing so excited about that. And then I have one-on-one coaching and then I have one-off single sessions. So there's lots of ways to work with me and then people can just order generated reports on my website as well. So there's lots of different ways to enter into my world. Amazing. Well, I'm excited to keep the conversation open and going and keep in touch. So excited for you and all the things. Thank you so, so much for your time. Thank you for having me. Of course, have a great day. You Talk too. soon. Lots Bye. of love. Bye. Thank you so much for supporting and listening to Facing Forward. I am genuinely so grateful for each and every one of you. If you feel called, please review and subscribe to this podcast. It would seriously mean so much to me and help support the production of this podcast. If you do proceed to read and review Facing Forward, please send a screenshot of your review to Jessica 
at kara-lad.com and we will send you a free clarity exercise that I've used over the years to help me really connect deeper to my purest, fullest, most authentic expression. In the meantime, you can follow me along on Instagram at Lad, on TikTok at kara.lad and subscribe to my Substack Growing Forward. Again, I'm so grateful you're here on this journey with me and I'm super excited to keep going and growing forward together. Big love.